Hey guys, Footy Focus Podcast, episode 6. We are recording on Tuesday, 31 May. Uh, joined by my co-host, Shahan, as always. How are you going, Shahan? Yeah, good. Thanks, Shanika. We're using a, a new recording software, so hopefully this improves yeah, the sound quality. Yeah, so we'll see how we go. But um, yeah, it's getting into those tough months, I reckon, especially for teams at the bottom. And yeah, the first uh, first round of the belt buys of this weekend too. So uh, I think six clubs are off, including Port. So um, it might might discuss all Australian team, but oh, not all Australian team, but some potential first time contenders because there's probably a few more this season than in years past as well. Mm-hmm. And off the bat, we might um, talk a bit about your coach Ken Hinkley. I know there's been a bit of a difference of opinion between some supporters yeah like social media obviously on that with the potter and yeah there's a lot of discontent amongst port fans like there's one fan account that's um it's like the essendon the day since essendon had won a final the, the things has ken been sacked yet so every day he'll post up no 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 every day so um, i've been fighting with a few supporters on those threads um i just think it's like really disrespectful um based on um, where the club was when he took over, like when he took over, uh, pretty much no no coach was willing to interview even for us. Um, I think Leon Cameron turned us down and went for the GWS job, which was you know a bunch of eighteen year olds. Um, he yeah, pretty much took the job, I think twelve months down the line, not even immediately ahead of our job. Um, and yeah, we had no crowds, like we had um, tarps on the crowds to hide the fact that we didn't have crowds. Um, enormous debt. Um, yeah, broken play group. John McCarthy passed away on the end of season trip um, in the off season. So um, yeah, it was just a really broken club. I was yeah pretty, probably scared that the club was going to yeah go under and turn into a Fitzroy. Um, so yeah, he took over first year. We won a, a final of the MCG versus the Pies. Pushed Geelong all the way, who was probably the dominant team back then. And the next year, one kick off making a grand final versus the Hawks team, who you know went the second of their three. Um, three-peat flag year. So um, even when, when his job was on the line in 2018, probably one of the most coach under pressure had a finals trigger um, in one of those years. He put the club first, traded out. Wingard, who's probably the most talented player on the list, Polek, Trengrove, Howard, went to the draft. And yet yeah, Rosie, Butters, Dersman, Georgiades, the next two drafts and set up by club's future. So a lot of, a lot of co- coaches in that position would you know probably um, re-up and trade in stars. Um, whereas he went the other way and put put the club first and and traded in some youth. So, uh, what do you think? Do you think his time is up? It's his tenth season and hasn't made a grand final yet, and it doesn't look likely this season. I think, uh, firstly, yeah, you're right. He's done a great great job, and yeah, like he picked you guys up when you guys were yeah at the bottom. So I can sort of resonate where you're coming from there. So similar sort of thing. Like no one wanted to come to the ruse. I think Voss turned us down, and so we went for. Noble, but um, yeah, he's turned you guys around and made you into um, a competitive, successful without winning the ultimate yeah. sort, of, sort of team. So, um, I think it's just how the industry is like, if you don't win a flag in your in eight, nine seasons, yeah. then it becomes really hard to keep your job. Yeah, we saw um, Bucks last season, I think Bucks was in his 10th season last season. 
Yeah, so not many players, like I think David King mentioned, like um, players are coaches to rebuild and remain there. It's only been Hinkley and Frank Clarkson, really. The rest yeah. of them sort of get turned over in about two or three years. Um, so, now he's been a great coach. And I think if this is his last year, another club will snap him up pretty quickly. So, he's yeah, proven a development coach as well. So. Um, yeah, I think the talk was of yeah the Giants. Um, he's probably the favourite for the Giants if Clarkson doesn't um, pick it up. But you're right. I think honestly, I probably thought the time for Chamber was probably the end of 2017. Um, so 2013-14 made finals, contending. 15-16 did make finals. 17 we made the final, but um, lost to the Eagles after the siren. Um, and I think then was the time I think Koshi and um, Keith Thomas were thinking of. Yeah, moving him on, but then Gold Coast came with a massive offer, and then I think because of that pressure, we yeah recontracted him again. Um, but then look, if you look at it, 2020 we were one kick off Richmond in a prelim. 2021, yeah, it was a disgraceful prelim, but we still got second with 15 injuries on our 15 surgeries on our list. So um, even then, he's had two serious tilted flags. But um, yeah, I, I think the time is up for him at the end of the season, um, regardless of whether, you know, the Giants offer him a five-year deal, there should be no pressure from that side, but definitely treat him with some respect on the way out. I think the fans um, probably don't appreciate what he's done. Um, Cause he's had two separate tilts at flags like 13, 14 and then 2021 with two different playing groups as well. So um, yeah, I don't think he'll be lost to the AFL system, like you said, but um, yeah, definitely deserves more respect from Port fans. I think they're just a bit, um, I've heard it's the same with Geelong I've heard um, as well um, with Brad Scott like they said he hasn't won a flag for 10 years even the flag he won was Tomo's list um, so yeah I don't think it's unusual for fans to be that way but yeah definitely yeah. should yeah like with coaching yeah like a new coach comes in and there's a lot of optimism and excitement there's always going to be a small percentage that don't like the decision and don't like the coach yeah. and the more the team loses the bigger that um, bigger that sort of amount of supporters be so yeah. at the moment like at the start of David, David Noble's tenure he had a lot of support but slowly like if you look at it now there'll be it'll be probably 50-50 or more people would want him out than him yeah. so it sort of fluctuates a lot but um, well what do you think about that random not random question but um because, yeah, there's some talk like they're comparing him to Mark Neal, who lost his job at the at a similar time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you should you, you, you should... you don't think you should be sacked now at the end of the season or just keep patience with him? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think it doesn't come down... Like, from the outside, um, you can't just look at the game plan and win-loss. Yeah. And it can't be a decision based on that. It's got to be internally how his relationships are with the senior players, with the, the the younger players, and see how those dynamics are. Because if those aren't healthy, then that and that's backed up by the on-field results, and it might be yeah, time to move him on. But if he's if everyone's happy within the club and the playing group's got his back, as Jack Zeeble has said, yeah. then you'd have to keep him for like another to the end of the year, and then even into next his third year so um that's a decision that the um yeah people on the inside will know um uh but yeah 
you need patience like especially when you're rebuilding so you guys had it with hinkley like it didn't take you guys that long actually it was pretty quick yeah that that's probably an outlier like the, the, the season before we lost to gws a bunch of 18 year old primers lost his job and yeah the next year we winning a final at the mcg like it's not going to happen that quick for the ruse but um if you had to pick any coach you'd probably pick yeah noble with the development record he has and um i think maybe the issue is that last season the second half of last season like there was an upwards trend like he was like every match maybe except for one or two was positive like he beat the eagles in perth um pushed the d's who were red hot at the time and maybe i think people think you've gone backwards from that but yeah i think that's part of the rebuild like it's not going to be an upwards trend every um every game but yeah you definitely want to see some positive signs before the end of the season i'd imagine anyway yeah it's yeah developers it's not linear like you only have to look at melbourne they've what made it to a prelim in own what oh nineteen? I mean nineteen, yeah, and then 19, yeah. they finished second last or something the year the next year before yeah. they sort of shot back up again. But um, yeah, coaching Mary around, I reckon, yeah, he might be on again this year. So yeah, so we'll uh, move on to the game reviews and the Ruse played the Saints in the early start in on Sunday at Marvel. Yeah, so I won't dwell too much on this because it was another 50-plus point loss. Um, yeah, 53 to be precise. Sorry, I'm just bringing up the scores here. So, Stats. Yeah, it was 103 to 50. So, yeah, they were pretty accurate, so they took their chances, whereas we kicked seven goals, eight, so... Um, can't afford to have miss easy shots. I think we missed a few early on. Um, it was this is familiar, the same names that stood out again with Goldie and Simpkin. Uh, these sort of guys getting a, a lot of the ball and Zaha kicking a couple. Um, but there was, I reckon, there was only about two passages of play where we looked pretty fluent. One out of the center and then hit the scoreboard. Um, but even then, there was a little bit of overuse with the possessions. Um, yeah, just a little bit too many kicks and handballs, I think. Um, so, still not really sure we're trying to play what sort of game plan. But um, whatever it is, it's still starting from our defensive 50 because the ball's there a lot of the time. So, getting it forward, there's no real fluency. It's a bit stagnant. Um, yeah, sure, we do look for the 45 and sometimes hit those. But it sort of breaks down pretty quickly when it um, missed targets inside 50. So who played on Max King? So obviously Mackay was out with, with injury. Uh, yeah, Walker did. Yeah, he was okay. I mean, Max King took took a really good one-handed mark and um, yeah, kicked a couple. Um, he kicked three, so that's not. You probably take that at the start of the day without Mackay in there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because he kicked six the week before and he was yeah. in pretty good form. So, um, now he was good, but it was the their back uh, back flankers Hill and Sinclair. That did the damage, and I was pretty disappointed how we didn't come with a plan for those two. Um, I reckon anyone could have like known they were they were the key. Like with that yeah. crouch, that, I mean, still there. Yeah. Uh, Hill and Sinclair provide that drive, and they had like thirty touches each or something. Yeah. Um, we kept Hill to six possessions, I think, last time we played, and barely Scott tagged him. Yeah. And no idea why no wouldn't put attention into those two. Uh, and if and if he did, the players didn't execute that. So that um, yeah, we defended 
those two pretty poorly. Um, and also just structurally at the, at the stoppages, they were putting um, an extra... No, we, we had an extra in defence. So we're already like one down at the stoppage. So even if they won, win, when they win the stoppage, um, they'd kick to us, uh, would have a, a spare. But even then, half the time, the spare wouldn't impact. And then they'd kick a goal or um, it would just go above them. And then, yeah, having a less at the stoppage means we're getting no real inside 50s. And that showed because um, I think they had about 70 inside 50s and we had like almost half that. So, yeah, um, yeah that's another issue. Tackling was the only another positive, I think. That was a good thing. Yeah, Anderson led the way with like 12. Now, so you'd like to see that load spread a bit more evenly. And Zeeville had 10 in his 250th. Um, but yeah, a lot of players just had the one tackle. So you want to see them have, yeah, two or three at least. Do you thought um, Simkin returned to form? Because you mentioned he was a bit um, disappointing the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, he tries hard. So yeah, he had 29 touches. The efficiency was a bit better. Um, yeah, he just wins the ball inside. And he kicked a goal as well. So yeah. Uh, she was good, um, but yeah, Greenwood's been a bit disappointing this year. Um, for some reason, Greenwood lost a few kilograms after he came back, yeah, after he, we got him from the Gold Coast. So, yeah. not sure what the reasoning was there because he was playing fine with that extra weight. Yeah, he was a contested bull, yeah. Yeah, so not sure why. Why did we get him to lose that weight? Like, I think that's another concern. Like, you look at guys like um, Bailey Scott and Curtis Taylor. Uh, even Thomas, for for example, they're not like bulky. They're still really slim. Like Taylor missed a tackle early on, which led to a goal, the first goal of the game, actually. So if he had a few more kilograms on him, maybe he could have like, held on to that tackle. So yeah, just questioning the conditioning, the strength and conditioning side of our club. I'm not exactly sure. Is it the players we're drafting? Is it the programs they're on? The diets? Uh, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I just question that because. You look at someone like Fife, and he's like absolutely massive, right? So, yeah. Um, so you'd want someone like Curtis, who's got the same sort of frame, to bulk up to that level. So, and we're not even running our games like strong. So usually like tied by the fourth quarter. So. Yeah, that'd be a reason. That'd be yeah, the reason to do that. Yeah, to yeah, have the extra fitness. Yeah. Yeah. So I reckon yeah, that, we've got to have a look at that. Like, we've got McPherson uh, from the D's looking after the football department. So hopefully he can look into those sort of things and um yeah because that's it and this is part of player development so it doesn't matter who we draft and recruit um we could be drafting chris judd or luke hodge with early picks but they're not going to live up to that if we're getting yeah fundamentals wrong so i'd like to see a bit of improvement there and uh todd goldstein's always he was up against Ryder and marshall who yeah probably the best ruck joy in the comp how did he go against those two uh, yeah, he was good. He took a really good mark, actually. He kicked a couple of goals, a nice check side. Um, but, yeah, we really need him. He's, like, so important. We can't afford to trade him, I don't think, at the end of the year. Um, he's only a good senior player. So, um, so Even with Zeri or Jerry in the background? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you can just call him X, maybe. <laughs> Zeri, yeah, he only had two touches again. So this is the second week in a row he's been able to touch the ball just twice. So I reckon if Cal Coleman Jones was fit, he'd come in for him this week, but he's not. Um, so there's a lot of depth issues actually. So we'll get onto that soon. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is what 
happens when you cut the list deep. How did Demont go for you guys? Just um... uh, yeah, he he was good. So he kicked he kicked a pretty crucial goal in the third quarter, I think, with the bombers coming. But um, yeah, he, he's he's yeah, like I said last week, I think he's definitely best twenty two. Which um, yeah, whether that's a recruiting error or um, he probably just needed a fresh change. Like, where would he play for the Roos? Would he play midfield or? Um, good question. Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably one of the reasons why we got rid of him because. He was playing wing a lot and on board, yeah. so I reckon if he was in the team now, he'd be playing wing. So he'd probably be taking Perez's spot, maybe. Yeah. And um, Perez well, much younger. Might have been a good thing. Yeah, it might have been a good thing to have like a hundred gamer in there instead of a kid just to balance that. Um, yeah, he's got that leadership as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's a little bit of a um, error by the this management team. But um, yeah, we'll move on. Uh, do you want to move on to the reviews then? I think we can just continue. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so Port oh, played previous. the last. Yeah, preview. So Port played the last match of the weekend. It's a defeat of Essendon, sixty-six to fifty. Really a tale of two um, matches, really. So before the rain came, um, the Dons blew chances early. I think zero goals, six at what a time, and Port kicked the first six goals, made the most opportunities. Um, but then when the rain came, it yeah, seemed to. Don seemed to yeah, find form and yeah, really dominate um, the third quarter and um, it was four goals to nil or four goals to one um, and really made a game of it into that last quarter and um, yeah, we just controlled things in that last quarter, regained the territory battle and there was no goals in that fourth quarter um, at all so it didn't look like we were going to lose for that last 30 minutes. Um, minus 10 centre clearances, which is, yeah, Another area where the Bombers got on top of us, but we were plus eight in the stoppage appearances, so it sort of made up for it, but definitely like to improve that area going forward. Um, definitely missed opportunity for a percentage boost. I mentioned that in the preview last week. Like we're at the moment one game and 17% out of finals, so it's like one win and probably another one to two wins on top of that with the percentage. So, um, yeah, I think a blown opportunity there to make up some ground on the top eight. Right, so you guys sort of broke even in the clearances. So how was the midfield battle? You guys have bigger bodies in there. Was yeah, um, yeah. I thought Wines was our best. Um, Boak was he was still really consistent, but a bit down. But I thought um, Parrish was probably the best on the ground, um, even in the loss. Um, wasn't his usual, you know, thirty plus positions and no impact. Um, thought he had some impact this game and. Uh, I thought Parrish and Wines were the best two mids on the day. On the day, and um, Rosie and Butters, um, they both had 20 plus, both damaging, both kicked a goal apiece too, which is what you really want, and 16 scoring environments. As I mentioned last week, the two next steps for them is just to be more consistent, more clearances, um, and, and at least a goal a game. So um, hopefully that continues heading into next season too. Mm-hmm. And Dixon was back, first game back this for the year, I think. Yeah, first match, a few um, off-season surgery and then an injury setback. Um, two goals from 10 touches. Definitely better, will be better for the run. And, yeah, just sorely missed his contest work. And I guess the flow-on effect of that is Marshall gets the number two key back and he took three contested marks in yeah, trying conditions with the rain. Um, hopefully that's the start of him, yes, dominating that number two key back and that yeah. allows... 
Uh, so Finlayson played and Georgiades played as well? Uh, now, Georgiades got dropped for Finlayson, so that was sort of a surprise. Um, I, the reasoning Ken gave was Georgiades a bit inaccurate, like he's kicked you know, zero goals, three, one goal, four, um, and Finlayson gives a bit more support around the ruck. But, um, yeah, I think Georgiades is more of our future compared to um, Finlayson. Um, so I definitely want to see Georgiades back in the team. Um, sooner rather than later. And, yeah. uh, and um, you reckon the All-Australian Smokey with Houston? Yeah, yeah, biased, yes, but I don't think he's going to make the squad just because of our record. But um, he's probably letting up BNF at the moment. Like, he's in red-hot form at the moment. Probably best on... Well, he got the coaches' votes versus Geelong at um, the Cattery last week and in our best again. Um so yeah, yeah, maybe the all Australian squad at best, but he won't, he won't, he won't make the twenty-two. Um, but yeah, heading into the bye, so we won five out of our last six, and gives us some sort of chance to make finals, which was yeah, zero percent at zero and five. Um, in the sample, Fantasia got injured again. Um, not Fantasia, Fantasia. Um, so he might be out for a few more weeks. Bergman and Durs would probably need more lower level form and consistency coming back off. Um, Bergman had an illness and Dersman's just been out of touch. So I'd like them to replace Bonar and Amon in the 22 going forward um, just for our finals push anyway. Right, okay. Um, Fantasia, I reckon, um, yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? He's just always injured. Do you yeah, he's had, I think, three setbacks um, if you count the one on the weekend. So... Uh, yeah, I reckon if you guys yeah, make finals, he could be a player that can come in and sort of win you a final. So, um, yeah, it's not a bad thing that he's still there and can provide something. Um, yeah. But at this stage, I can't see him getting a, another contract after his current one expires whenever that does. Yeah, it's just like against the Cats, like he was not, not the difference, but he kicked, I think, three or four goals, classy goals. So, He's definitely our best 22 every day of the week. It's just yeah, a matter of getting him on the park. So uh, hopefully the Port staff can sort of do what they, what the Brisbane staff have done with, you know, McCarthy, Cockatoo, Danaher and the like. So um, you yeah, obviously, but he definitely wants some more game time in him before finals. Um, and for the Dons, um, Martin, yeah, just continues his stellar debut year. Um, and first round of Hobbs looks like a jet as well. So, yeah, they got, there's definitely some positive there for the Dons, even though they're two and nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see how they develop. Like sometimes first year players can sort of burst in first onto the scene and yeah, yeah, sort of unfortunately stagnate or sort of go backwards. Like um, Tom Powell has for this for us this year, really, and even Cox. I know Co- um, Cox is injured for Essendon, but um, yeah. Anyway, so you guys have a bye next week, so you get a bit of a break. Yeah, exactly. So. Um... Richmond Thursday night at the G the first week back. But move on to the game preview. So the Roos are away at Gold Coast on Saturday. Yeah, so in, up in Darwin, actually. So it's our first game ever, I think, in Darwin. So um, that should be pretty special. Uh, its Conditions are going to be pretty slippery and dewy, I'd, uh, I'd assume. Um, yeah, Gold Coast are in really good form at the moment. Four out of their last five, I think probably playing their best footy ever. Uh, yeah. Maybe in their McKenna um, outlet years. Yeah. Bad, but 
Um, and I think you know, Rankin's in good form and um, Choles kicking goals. Um, even Casbolt being dangerous. So we're going to have our work cut out and we normally play pretty poorly against them. So even though we did beat them last time down in Tassie, uh, different story this time around. So in terms of personnel changes, um, Mackay would come back in. Um, I can see Hayden going out for them and then Core taking that third tall role. Um, um, yeah, and then Zerha's out with a foot injury. So I reckon Stevenson might get a uh, recall. He had 23 possessions in the VFL. Um, Lazaro was not too bad, I think, as well, with 20-odd. Uh, and Matt McGuinness, um, he had to make his debut. Uh, sort of like Aiden Core, I reckon, just a poor defender. Uh, I'd like to see him play as well. He's would be a good matchup for Joel Jeffrey, um, rising star a couple of weeks ago. So I think he's been in pretty good goal kicking form as well. So um, yeah, similar build as well, not not too big and bulky. So he can sort of. Um, I mean, we're going to find out if McGuinness can play or not. So I can sort of debut him. Uh, Combin might have played as well, and Cherry could have dropped him, but Combin's injured and they yeah, don't have any other players to come back in. Um, so I reckon Cherry plays again. Um, so Mackay's but... listed as a test as well, so hopefully he's back. Yeah, so I reckon, you've re- I reckon... really missed him as well. Yeah, definitely. He's so important. So I reckon with him, already like maybe three or four goal better team. Uh, so we would only lose by like 40 points. <laughs> um, yeah, a couple of other things. Uh, yeah, Golkers are a pretty good inside 50 forward half side. So expecting the ball to be locked in. Therefore, 50, um, which is pretty much how we've been playing with our ball locked in our defensive 50. So, yeah, defense is going to be under a lot of pressure. They have small forwards are going to get a lot of chances, I reckon. We're not the best at defending small, so ranking um, who else, like Roses, and they have um, Ainsworth. These guys sort of might get a look in. Uh, so, it's, it's a big job for the likes of Bailey Scott. And, uh, I'm um, not sure why Noble's not playing Turner as a tagger. He had a bit of success with it last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I think Jordan Russell's the midfield coach, so maybe he's, I don't know, it's his call or... Um, but, yeah, who if he was to tag, who would you send him to? Uh, Rankin, I reckon? He's yeah, I think Ra- Rankin's, Rankin's the one. I think Rose's... Yeah, I think Rankin's the number one. So, um, yeah, that's probably that. an ideal matchup. Yeah, for and defensively, like um, running defender wise, uh, I mean Lukosius not playing is he? No. Uh, yeah, they got Will Powell, who's not a bad user. Brad, Braden Ellis is probably the other one. I sent a Lockie Young to Ellis. He was probably their best last week, so uh, gets a lot of the ball, makes good decisions. So lock him down, and let the midfield go head to head with Talk Miller. Oh, you're gonna have to put a little bit of attention to into him, but um, yeah, then see how. Yeah, Simkin and Greenwood, these sort of guys go against their big body in midfield. So, yeah, very contested. It's going to be a very contested game. So, um, but forward, I reckon we're just not going to have enough scoring power with Zerha out. A lot of lot falls to Larky. And, yeah, apart from those two, there's not a lot of goal kickers in there. So, um, maybe Horn Francis can rest a bit more forward and see if he can hit the scoreboard a bit more. Um, but uh, otherwise, yeah, I can only see this being another sort of heavy loss. Um, the way to win it is probably to, to do what they do and lock the ball in our forward 50. So create a wall and just 
you have Makai and Kaur sort of patrolling that sent the wing center and then just keeping it locked in and hopefully yeah maybe Marnie comes back in provide that pressure and yeah hit the scoreboard um yeah but otherwise it's going to be yeah not, another game and um yeah just a matter of when I reckon I reckon after this week the we get play Gold Coast the week after yeah. I mean not Gold Coast uh, Greater West Sydney so it might get a bit easier but every game is a hard game for me to say the second last yeah um, we played West Coast already, so um, yeah, that's about it. I reckon. I reckon yeah, so get just get ready for another loss, and hopefully, yeah, our forwards can take the opportunities as well and not miss easy goals because, um, but we don't get a lot of looks, and we gotta yeah, make the most. Yeah, definitely away from home. You wanna yeah put scoreboard pressure on. So um, with the well, port, yeah, what? Oh, so um, uh, mid-season draft is tomorrow. So um, we've got a couple of picks. So uh, do you guys have a pick in that? Yeah, we got. I think it's pick eight. Uh, he went down with an ACL. So so we're looking at a. I think SA tall forward. Um, based on Cal Toomey's uh, article. Mm-hmm. You wanted a Rockman, right? Is that right? I wanted a Rockman just because yeah, Lysett's out for the most of the rest of the season, and we just got Hayes as um, in there, but there's no real uh, already Rockman in the sample at the moment. So um, yeah, so it looks like Jai Cully will go one to yeah. Eagle, so he would have been ideal for a lot of those teams at the bottom. So all yeah, up on the Stingrays, but it looks like we might be looking at Callan Dawson, who's a hundred and ninety-four centimeter key defender. So. Apparently he's good with intercepting and yeah, just punching the ball, I guess, but not the best by foot. Um, apparently Jamaro Eaglehagen kicks six on him in a half, oh, wow. so it's not a good endorsement. But leave it up to the recruiters. So hopefully we can bring a couple of players that become long-term players for the club. So to back up with um, Jacob Edwards, who we got last year. Yeah, it looks like um, Ramsden and Tickle from the set app Waffle are ones we're looking at. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, yeah, maybe some all Australian first time contenders. There's probably going to be, I don't know, maybe more than 10 at the moment um, based on this season's form. So. Um, Bucks, you've got you've got a few like Wiedering, Sicily, Doherty, who's just been yeah probably the best story of the season. Um, Sinclair, you mentioned before, Sard, Short, Andrew Brayshaw in the new role with um, Salem being down. Um, Mids probably Langdon on a wing. Callum Mills, who's yeah just um, probably the All Australian centre at the moment. Bailey Smith, um, Jack Crisp, who's probably Collingwood's best mid at the moment, and Angus Brayshaw. So might have two Brayshaws in there and. Um, forwards, Charlie Kernos, yeah, another great story. Higgins probably with the concussion might rule him out. Stengel's kicked, I think, 23 already. Um, Heaney, Dylan Moore from the Hawks, and Zach Bailey, your boy. Um, and then Rucks, yeah, Sean Darcy and Jared Witt. So there's, yeah, a fair few that are first-timers and you know, the likes of Dangerfield being injured and, yeah, a few of those bigger names, um, like even Fife as well being injured, yeah, might have yeah. a lot of first-timers this season. Yeah, it's good to see a lot of new names. Um, Wittering's going to miss at least six. So if he misses more, yeah. than six, I reckon, 
Um, I mean, he's lucky there's not too many other key defenders dominating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, Sicily would be a lock, you'd think. Um, in the midfield, yeah, I can't argue too much with that. Um, I reckon Stengel might be the one that might miss yeah. out potentially, just because he's hot or cold. So, yeah. I mean, if he's more, if he's hot more, finds it cold than he makes it. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd like to see Wits make it as well. I think he's been pretty, maybe even better than Gone. Yeah. Um, I know Gone's probably just going on second year. Um, oh, yeah, but um, yeah, Wits has been unbelievable, I reckon. Yeah, it'd be a good matchup with St. Goldstein this week too. So, um, with the tipping, so you're 68 and I'm 66, made up two. Yeah, that's um, you last week, and you're I think we're one and two in our comp as well. You must have got nine. Oh, I, uh, I think I got eight. Eight. Yeah. I think I got eight. Yeah. All right, so we'll kick it off on Friday night. So the Bulldogs hosting Geelong at Marvel. I've got the Cats. Um, yeah, I think Stewart should be really be tagged every week. Um, nearly, he's just too damaging. Oh, this is a hard one. <laughs> I'd probably go for the Bulldogs just because Geelong's been a bit up and down. And um, yeah, last week's game, they had like a record, oh, equal record number of goal kickers, individual goal kickers. So, Sixteen, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, look to continue that on. So on Saturday, Adelaide hosting the Eagles at Adelaide Oval. I've got the Crows. Um, yeah, really need the Eagles to respond. They've had yeah a few hundred point beltings, even at home the last couple of or probably the last month. Yeah, you can't tip Eagles in this one, surely. They'll probably get a win somewhere along the way, but you reckon, um, yeah, the Adelaide will yeah take advantage of the depleted Eagles. Gold Coast versus the Roos in Darwin. I've got Gold Coast. Um, like you said, Larky's crucial, so hopefully he can kick a bag. Did so against Wiedering and Jones last season. Hope we can do the same against Sam Collins. Yeah, it'd be good to see any other players other than Larky kick multiple goals. So maybe it's the week like Thomas or Horn Francis can hit the scoreboard. But um, yeah, even uh, even if we kick about ten goals, I'd be happy regardless of what Goldcoast score. But yeah, Goldcoast for me as well. The D's versus the Swans at the MCG. I've got the D's to bounce back. Um, after their first loss, and yeah, I'd love to see Mills versus Petrarca in the middle. Yeah, it's going to be a good game, this one. Um, I'd like to see yeah Logan McDonald play and do something, because um, one of our <laughs> seems to be obsessed with that guy. Um, like McDonald's had like a, a rewalt like type start to his career, so I don't know why he keeps going on about him. He's been okay, but yeah, a little bit like... Um, Calm down, like Will Phillips is. He can still he'll be he'll be a good player, He's and we been, might end up getting a good key position player this draft anyway. Like this guy called Tom Scully's killing it in the um, sand pool. So yeah, yeah. In yeah. I, th- I think Phillips has been unlucky. Like he's had the illness this season, so this season would be yeah. If he was yeah. playing and playing well, you wouldn't have that um, yeah. comparison. I mean, but yeah, I mean, if Logan McDonald kicks a couple of goals every week and had one of the rising star last year, then yeah. fair enough. Yeah. But at this stage, he's on. He only signed a two-year contract extension mm. as well with the Suns. Um, with the Swans. So, yeah, we'll see how how he goes. <laughs> so on Sunday, we've got the Hawks versus the Pies at the G. Um, I've got Collingwood and yeah, Ollie Henry's yeah just turning into a serious AFL player. I think he's second year. Um, sub or no sub? Yeah, he's been really good. Um, kicked four goals in two and a half quarters a couple of weeks ago. 
Um, but yeah, he was one of the players that I sort of wouldn't have mind without from power pick. But uh, no, I reckon yeah, Collingwood should win this game. And to close the round, Frio versus Brisbane at Optus, which matched the round. Um, I've got Frio. Really interesting to see if Fife returns and if he yeah, permanent forward or goes into the midfield. Um, yeah, Michael Fredericks. Uh, I rewatched his highlights yeah, a bunch of times there. Just a special, special player. Yeah, he was really good, wasn't he? I think he got eight coaches' votes. And um, mm. he's a twin of the Federic you have. Yeah, we've got we've got the other brother. Um, he's probably two or three spots away from our best 22. But uh, I think Michael's definitely more developed at, um, at this stage. Yeah, so your one probably has the same potential. So it'd be good to see him develop as well. But yeah, I reckon Frio can get the job done again here at home. Um, Brisbane, they're leaking a little bit in terms of defence. So, um, yeah, Frio's taking those big scalps regularly. And uh, that just about does it for this week. So we'll have the Ruse um, review next week. Our team has a bye, so we'll um, maybe discuss another topic next week. Yeah, perfect. All right, thank you. Talk to you guys soon. See you guys.